Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our Sermon on the Mount series with Matthew 5, 33-37. Jesus continues to address misconceptions about the Old Testament law. He's already showed us that the same sin that produces murder lies in all our hearts as sinful anger, and that committing adultery stems from the same sinful lust that resides in all of our hearts. And that wrongful divorce, which they were in the habit of practicing, also amounted to adultery. So what's next? Jesus points back to Leviticus 19.12, where God said, Do not swear by my name falsely. Now, if we've learned anything in the last few weeks, we know that Jesus is pointing out that they are guilty of this, even though they didn't think that they were. We can also expect that this has something to say to us today as well. Our hearts are so deceptive that they tell us we aren't sinning even when we are. That's the lesson in Jeremiah 17:9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? You might ask, why am I preaching? Well, because Pastor Jim made the mistake of preaching a shorter sermon that affords me the opportunity to do so, but I'll turn it over to him now. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Yes or No? And we come to this in Matthew chapter 26, verse 63. It says, But Jesus kept silent. And this is interesting. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. In other words, he put Jesus under oath. I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. And then Jesus answered. He didn't answer all the cockamamie nonsense of trying to, when they were trying to come up with an accusation against him, but when it was, tell us the truth about your status, he answered, straightforward way. The Apostle Paul, in a, in a form, took an oath. Romans chapter 1, verse 9. He said, For God, whom I serve in my spirit in the preaching of the gospel of His Son, is my witness as to how unceasingly I make mention of you. Now, he's writing to the Romans. The Romans didn't know him. He hadn't been there yet. He was hoping to go there. And he wanted to let them know that he... he constantly prayed for them. He knew about the church there, and he knew about it. He even had plans to hope to partner with them in, in, in greater ministry for the spread of the gospel. So just pick out the parts of the sentence, God is my witness. That's in essence taking an oath. I'm saying by the name of God, I, I do pray for you unceasingly. He did the same thing in 2 Corinthians 1.23, the same thing in Galatians chapter 1, verse 20. Now, here's an interesting one. An angel took an oath. Now, why would an angel need to take an oath? Well, the obvious answer to that is, I don't know. I guess 
as opposed to a demon, which always tells a lie. But Revelation 10, 5 and 6, John is receiving this, this avalanche of revelation about the end times. And we get to Revelation 10, 5 and 6, and he says, Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heaven and things in it, and the earth and the things in it, and the sea and things in it, that there will be delay no longer. I don't know why, but I can tell you, obviously God doesn't prevent an oath. That, that angel put himself under oath. So, how are we going to summarize this and um, apply it properly to ourselves? Well, four times now, you've seen the same principle. God knows your heart. Your anger on the inside is not hidden to Him. It is wide open to Him. And it is the same as murder. You just haven't had a chance to play it out to the full extent of it yet. That's why the title of that sermon was, Are You a Murderer? And the answer is, well, yes. So you need a Savior. One who can deal with your heart. How about your, your lustful thoughts? Huh. They're no secret to God. They're wide open to Him. And they are the same as adultery. What was the title of that sermon? Are you an adulterer? Well, um, yes. So what's the point of it? You need a Savior who can deal with the issues of your heart. Your marriage vows, they're sacred How are you going to stand for them? God, in His great grace, has allowed for a provision when that which He hates still needs to happen because of the hardness of heart. Again, the whole issue goes to the heart. One of the verses in Psalms that we read says you must deal with integrity. Uh, Integrity means wholeness or soundness. Remember back to, I don't know, probably about junior high mathematics, you learned what an integer is. An integer is a whole number. It's not 1.1. It's not 3.14159265353. Those aren't integers. Those are fractions. A person with integrity is a person who acts with wholeness, not fractionalized. What any part of that person says, the whole person says because it comes from the heart. So, do I even need to suggest any applications? This has to do with what you say in your house, to your children, to your parents, to your spouse. It has to do with your integrity, with your employer or your employees or your co-workers. It has to do with your financial obligations and what you do with them? How is the quality of your speech? Are you good at fooling people? Or does your yes mean yes and your no mean no? It was interesting while I was working on this, I uh, ran across some 
interesting quotations from people who had absolutely no Christian acts to grind whatsoever. And you know what? We don't fool anybody. Even the world understands what integrity is. I ran across this one from that great theologian, Mark Twain. He, he taught a lot of theology. Wrong, but he taught a lot of theology. But he said this, If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. Is that practical or what? You know, if, if you make up a story, then you've got to remember who you told which story to and, and hope they don't get in the same room together with you. And then there's Thomas Sowell, another theologian. Not in biblical theology by any mean. I, I agree with most everything that Thomas Sowell says in the world of, uh, of economics. He said this, It is amazing how much panic one honest man can spread among a multitude of hypocrites. You see, God deals in truth. And speaking truth sends hypocrites into a tizzy. They either run like cockroaches to get out of sight, or they attack like lions because you're exposing what's within them. Does this convict you just like the other ones did? Should. You need to let the Lord Jesus Christ deal with your heart. Bring the forgiveness that only He can bring. What did we celebrate in the Lord's table? Christ took on flesh so that He could die as a man, a perfect man, a perfectly righteous man, taking upon Himself the penalty of the wrath of God against all of our sins so that He could give us His righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Or as Romans 6.23 puts it, the wages of sin is death. Wages, that's what we've earned. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, the free gift is what you can't earn. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. Let's pray. Father, you know our hearts today. On the one hand, that is comforting when we are understood. It's comforting when we are confessing our sins. On the other hand, Father, you, you know our hearts today, and that's terrifying when we try to pretend that it's not true. When we act like there's such a thing as a secret sin, Father, you know all things, and not only do you know our hearts, but you've made the provision for us to be forgiven through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please do not let a soul leave this service today. Do not let a single person click off from this website that's watching us without absolutely coming to you in faith, trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ to do what we cannot do, to provide that righteousness that surpasses anything that any human can do, and to stand in your grace in Christ Jesus. Have your way with us and use us for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.